You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What up, what up, Blasco? You know, it's August, and I don't know how LA works because there's just so many people. So I don't know if you notice things like we notice here on the East Coast. Like DC in August, people leave town, they go to the beach. Yes, there's still people working, but like traffic dies down. You just get a little bit of a reprieve. And if you stick around, you got to suffer through the heat and humidity. But there are some rewards. Things aren't as crowded. Restaurants you can get, you know, reservations at all of those things. But I noticed that we're not getting this week. We don't have a name to call out who rated and reviewed us. And that's got to be because people are on vacation and they're not able to listen and they're not rating and reviewing because loyal listeners out there i need a rating and review for next week so if you're listening and you haven't rated and reviewed head over to apple podcast or wherever you listen and find us um but yeah blasco how is la in august it's very hot uh i will say that but uh yeah i think you're right i think it is a little bit uh a little bit thinner out here so um yeah man it's all good but yeah i mean regardless guys you know if you listen to this enough i always try to set it up and i don't always do the best of jobs what i'm really trying to say is you know when i don't see when blasco sends me you know the outline for our show uh you know i'm like man where's our rating and review for this week and i know we're asking you guys to do it and whatever so please if you're out there listening you haven't rated or reviewed us yet please do so we want to call you out next week um yeah that's all i got on that part great In the last episode, we chatted about word of mouth marketing. That was a really great episode, so check it out if you haven't already. Today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 15% off your entire order. Oh, man, I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole on this one, Blasco. But Rockabilia, right, they've been around since 1987, so they're in their 31st year. And most of you, if you're familiar with the company, they do a lot of print ads, and they also produce their catalog. Now, in the digital age, they've made a conscious effort to shift, especially in regards to, to catalog stuff, finding new ways to reach customers. And the cool thing about Rockabilia is they're not sitting back and resting on their laurels, right? They're innovative. They understand that maybe you guys who may have gotten catalogs in the past, you now go online and don't even worry about the catalog. But the still the thing that has remained the same over those 30 years is 
they have provided amazing customer service. They've got a shit ton of products. And what I love about it is because we're doing something interesting in the new space of podcasting, they're supporting us. And so if you're out there listening and you used to get the Rockabilia catalog and you're not getting it anymore, head over to rockabilia.com, type in the code PCJabberJaw for 15% off whenever you check out and tell them Blasco and Mike sent you because they've been awesome to us as a podcast, managemental, as well as the entire network. So shouts to Rockabilia. Yeah. Uh, This week, we talk about how to get featured on music blogs. This is going to be killer, so let's get mental. Blog. Blog. (laughs) What kind of word is blog, dude? For real. It's not my favorite word. I'm going to be honest. Kind of lame. Podcast is a much cooler word. And and and, uh, and and vlogger is even worse. Like if someone refers to themselves as a vlogger, I'm like I get chills. Like I, I mean, dude. Chills. Let me ask you, how did you feel about the term VJ instead of remember <laughs> DJ? Was it the same way you feel about vlog? Because that's the way. That's what it does to me. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, I didn't mind that one so much, but I know I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean for sure. To each their own. Anyways, blogs are important, as we're going to discuss. They are. <laughs> they are very important, actually. Um, and um, so I found a guest post by, uh, and and keep in mind that I didn't pick this because her last name is Katz, but her name is Jeanette Katz. Um, Katz and with a K, right? Katz with a K. And I found it on Hypebot, and it's called... How to get a blog premiere for your next release. So um, let's dig in. Uh, She starts it off with this. While much has changed in the music industry, getting proper press coverage remains an important part of publishing new music. Here we look at some tips and tricks that can help your music stand out from the crowd of demos. Press coverage is pretty important in the digital age, and it's all about connections. But where do you start? Sure, you can get send you can send out cold emails to writers and editors who may never open them, but there are a few tips and tricks to help you get noticed in a sea of demos. Oh, wait, did I already read that? Below are some steps to take for helping you find a music blog to premiere your next single. No, see, and it was different. The first one was a crowd of demos. The second sentence was a sea of demos. But the point is, there's a lot of music out there, right? And, you know, I think what I have noticed, and it's been an interesting shift over the last surely year, if not even six months, where premieres on blogs has really changed. You know, people's perception uh, within the business has changed on the value of a premiere. But since much of our discussion does focus on those of you out there who are in developing bands or, you know, are trying to find your way, uh, you know, other roles in the industry and supporting developing bands, to me, blogs and premieres are still incredibly important in trying to cut through some of the noise, a lot of the noise, the sea of noise, the crowd of noise, however we want to call the noise, is important. And so that's why I think this is an awesome topic for us to cover today. So I agree. Uh, number one, create a spreadsheet and organize your options. There is an endless number of blogs out there on the web, but it will be a waste of time to reach out to sites that don't cover your style of music. Do some research and find blogs that fit your sound. From there, find the contact emails for writers and editors 
recent articles to mention, and submission requirements. You can even team up with other artists in your field to tag team a database. I mean, the bottom line of this one is do some preparation, do some homework, prepare yourself, right? Whether you do it in a spreadsheet, whether you've got some other method to your madness, I still watch people handwrite things. That isn't really what the driving factor here is. The factor is be prepared. You don't want to write to a hip hop blog for your metalcore band unless for some reason you really think that they need to cover you and you've got something interesting and compelling that's going to work for them, right? It's a waste of your time and a waste of theirs. So really hone in, do your preparation, figure out how you're going to pitch these people. And that's really the name of this game, whether it's in a spreadsheet to me or in any other organized capacity, that is incredibly important. Yeah. And, you know, let's define a blog, like let's define who your target is. Uh, you know, a blog is basically like, you know, a digital, like a digital, like a digital magazine, right? Or a digital radio show. It's, it's, it's someone providing content, whether it's a music review, it's an interview, it's a combination of both. I mean, they're basically like an online outlet, um, that we can all read. I mean, you know, uh, Blabbermouth, uh, Metal Sucks, um, uh, PRP. Yeah, Lamb Goat, um, you know, all of those, I would agree. And I mean, yeah. you know, it's interesting because really, yeah, it's just, <laughs> I mean, people ask me all the time, what's a podcast? I mean, the podcast is the medium, right? Blasco and I do a conversational podcast where we're covering other people's, you know, pre-written articles. There's interview-based podcasts, you know, there's uh, storyline ones, narrative ones, comedy ones, you name it. And I think it's the same thing with blogs. There's so many of them and types out there, but yeah, there's a good handful to 10 that, that in, especially in the music and like the, the hard, the hard music space that, you know, we go to, you know, whether it's every day or at least every week. And, and some of those are the ones that you mentioned. Yeah. But being prepared, you're totally right. This is a great idea. I know that, that, the sound of the word spreadsheet sounds scary. And, you know, you don't have to do that. You can just write it down on a piece of paper if you want. But the idea is don't just randomly approach a bl one blog at a time. A at, for instance, whenever I was doing the a new level podcast and I was wanting and I'm going to and I'm per, you know presently in the course of reaching out to people and and setting up interviews and etc with them I definitely made a list and I went to Google and I you know I found you know all the blogs and mixed cloud shows and whatever else I could find you know podcasts and I made a list I made a, 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 and, a and I have a, a file that says a new level press hit list. And I put everything in there that I wanted to do. A lot of it, I attacked on my own. I had, um, I had Jabberjaw help out with some, and then I hired Maria and she helped out with some as well as continuing to help. But the point of it is, is that I made a specific hit list and I did my homework of everyone that I wanted to reach out to. And it's, it's also clear to mention that uh, it wasn't just the biggest of the big. I, I, you know, I told Maria, I go, I will, I will interview the smallest of the small, you know, blogs. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because to me, who knows who's going to read it, right? And and the good news is, is you know, these these smaller 
blogs, they're, they're looking for content. You know, they're looking for people to reach out to them and, and, and they want to talk to you. They want to have the content to put out there for their audience, you know? So don't, don't be so discriminating. I guess yeah, I mean, dude, I think that's an excellent point because, you know, really it's all validation, you know, and, and sports are an easy metaphor for me, but it's like you don't just get to jump into the big leagues, right? The yep. New York Times sports section doesn't cover you unless you've gone up through the ranks. So even though, yeah, you've got a great name, you've got a great reputation and you did these awesome interviews. Yeah, I mean, dude, you can get validation anywhere. And sometimes, you know, you get 10 small blogs covering somebody and, and the big blogs are saying, whoa, what did we miss? Like, hold on. You know, we have to cover this band or this podcast or whatever it is you're promoting. So I think that's an amazing point. Like, yeah, shoot for the stars, but it's totally good to, to have some of those lower hanging things, uh, you know, uh, as as options. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, number two, get all of your release information together. You'll want to put together a list of what editors and writers will want to know. Make sure to include the release date a high-res version of the artwork, a press release or release bio, an artist bio, and a link to the song. Many blogs prefer not to download music, so make sure to use a streaming link such as Dropbox or SoundCloud. From here, you can adjust your emails to fit each blog. I mean, I have a saying amongst the people that work at my company because we work with a variety of different bands and artists, whether they're podcasters, you name it, it's, Meet the artist where they are, right? And so that just means we all sit in front of a computer most of the day. We're all a little bit older. We email, okay? Or we use text messages or Slack. Artists sometimes don't use email. You can't be pissed that you sent someone an email and they didn't answer it if that's not what they use, right? So you either have to have a conversation with them that says, this is how we're going to communicate. Do you agree? Or you have to say, oh, this artist com- co- you know, connects on Facebook Messenger, and meet them where they are. It's sort of the same thing here. You've got to spoon feed people. You're asking them to do something for you, right? They should not have to go chase stuff down. Many of them are capable of it. Some of them will do it. But if you want to be a good participant, right? And Blasco, you do this very, very well. Whenever you're in a relationship of any sort with someone, you provide everything above and beyond, right? And it makes it really easy easy to want to work with you and post those things. And holy crap, once they do it, no matter how big or small they are, you give them a shout out, a thank you, not only in public on your socials, but I know you also email them and say thank you. And so it's just, again, like some of these things, the the specific thing, yes, get all your re, you know release information together. But the broader thing is get your shit together, right? And, and engage in a way that is beneficial to making people want to help you. Yeah. And, and my additional comment on this in particular is be prepared, write it out in advance, you know, have a separate file, but I I think more importantly than not understand that everyone is busy and not everyone wants to be overwhelmed with the shit ton of information. Just narrow it down to the specifics just to get in the door, right? Because you want to you wanna hook these people first. And the way to hook them is to not overwhelm yep. them, right? And they are not as interested in your band as you are in that you feel like every little minute detail is of importance. It's, it's, it's really not. Hook them I mean, first. 
Yeah. If I sent you a new band and I sent you one great track with a great video and you listen to it and you really like it, what are you going to do? You're going to come back and say, is there more? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. If I send you a whole album and say, well, track one is really the banger, but listen to track two because of the solo and track three, the atmospheric component at the four minute mark. It's like, no, like you said, don't overwhelm people. I mean, yes, you want to prepare them. And, and really in the case of if you've got a banger of a first track and you're completely unknown, they shouldn't have to go search for your second track. Right. Yeah. It should be right there. But you know, but if you have a common name and they could just quickly Google you and something's going to come up, that's not bad. The problem is there's so many band names that are so hard to find nowadays that if I did send you one banger of a track and then you go Google, let's just use the word phantoms, you're never going to find my band that I manage yeah. <laughs> that's on the label for that second track. So I agree. Don't overwhelm people with too much info. Blasco and I want it short and sweet. We want to have an easy to click link. We want to have a story. We want to have an interest of why we should click on it. And once we click on it, that should do the work. And from there, we should be able to take the next steps really easily. Yeah. Number three, make sure your socials are on point. If a blog writer heads to your SoundCloud or website and it's a hot mess, then chances are they'll be turned off by your email. Make sure your socials are looking great and are easy to locate. Include your social media platforms in the email or in your signature. Have a question for you. Yep. Uh, and, and my example that I'm thinking of is Facebook specific, but are there any like major pet peeves on socials? Like if a band were to email you or if you were at a blog and somebody sent something and then you went to their socials, what's the one thing that would just be like, oh my God, you really couldn't even do that? Uh, to me, the biggest pet peeve is if it looks like there's just really a lack of attention to detail. Um, you know, if it looks like that they're not active, if it looks like that this band thing is more of a hobby to them, um, if it looks like they're not engaging with any people that are making comments or liking or, you know, posting on there, um, you know, if it just looks like sad. Yep. <laughs> like, so, so all like of those are, no, I mean, look, those are great points. And, and I think mine is a specific example of that. And there is some leeway here, right? Like I get it. And we help our bands with the quality control of their social media. And, and sometimes stuff does slip through the cracks, but there's nothing worse, right? Like, let's say some band just went and played there. They played the um, full sale stage on Warp Tour, right? They played like the last few dates, the Florida dates. And of course they were all gung ho. Well, Warped has been over. I mean, what is it? We're recording on a Thursday. It's been over since Sunday, three or four days. If I were to go to some band's Facebook, like if they were to hit me back and be like, dude, we just crushed it on Warped. Here's this sick single that we recorded. Here's this awesome live video. And I go to their page and the header, right? The header just still says, appearing on the Vans Warped Tour, you know, whatever, August 3rd through 5th. I'm like, bro, mm. you know, I get it. If it's Monday morning, you didn't have time after riding the high of the last day of Warped. But by three days later, you should have cleaned your shit up, right? You should have had something that doesn't, essentially, if it's outdated, which I think goes in line with what you're saying, it's messy. It's not, there's no attention to detail. My pet peeve is within reason, of course, I'm not going to hold you to the minute or even I'll give you a good day's grace. But if I go there and, and it's been four days or a week, since your last great show in your hometown and that's still what you're promoting, that's still what's on your header, you are out of date and I 
that that drives me crazy. Agreed. Uh, number four, reach out and make it personal. Once you have all your contacts organized and your information in order, start reaching out. Make sure to reach out as early as possible. Two weeks pre-release is usually a good time frame. And keep it personal. Mention some similar artists they've featured, a well-written article that you enjoyed, or any mutual connections you may have. From there, include all relevant information for your track and send away. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a fine line here, you know, it's, uh, and we've talked about this in a lot of episodes. Yeah. I mean, do some research. I mean, people know Blasco like cats. People know I like coffee and I like IPAs. like, I'm not saying that you got to kiss our asses, but yeah, some sort of personal touch. Hey, Blasco, man, I saw you were at CatCon last weekend. You know, my cat's name is, you know, whatever, freaking whatever people name their cats. Like, you know, it's an orange tabby and fucking I don't see you. No, whatever. You don't have to get too into the details. I mean, don't make it super cheesy and like an ass kissing email. But if you've got something that you can relate to Blasco on or you can relate to me on and it's personal and it's genuine. If you listen to our episodes, you'll always understand that if you're doing something that, yeah, maybe you've got an agenda with it, but it's but the agenda, whatever the uh ingenuity is that the word the genuineness the guinness sorry i'm not drinking i promise um uh you know if if it's genuine and that outweighs you know your agenda that's what's going to end up connecting yeah i mean let's recap real quick so put the, the idea is that you have a single coming out, you have a record coming out, you have a you, you got a tour. You want to start doing some interviews. You want to start to get some press. You know, you want to start to to have some blogs, pick up whatever it is that you're pushing, right? So create a spreadsheet, create a list of blogs that you want to attack. Then get your shit together. Make sure that what you're going to send them is on point. It's it's succinct, right? And then make sure that where you're sending them looks tight, right? So, but now here's the single most important part to me. Once you have all that shit together, don't just copy and paste everything that I just said and then send it in a BCC to everybody. You know, like you got to make it personal. The, the, the bulk of what you're sending, yep. great. You can copy that part, but the the sentiment that you're reaching out to a human being and, and going like, Hey man, like I really like I really like that interview you did on episode 70. I really like, I really like, uh, I really like how, how, what, what it is that your blog is. I really like the way that you present y- your content or whatever, like make something specific about it, make a connection and be like, Hey, I've got, you know, I've got my own band. We've got this thing. Is there any way we could, you know, get, get on there? I'd be, it'd be really awesome because we're such huge fans of, of your blog or your, your show or whatever. Right. And, and, Call them by name, make it personal, acknowledge the fact that you're a fan of their show, that you're a listener of their show. And, and this is, I mean, this is really, really important. Otherwise they'll just fluff it off. Like it was just some copy and paste job. And, and like, why would I care? You know? And right. And I mean, it looks, and I, you know, what I've done countless times is, you know, essentially, like you said, the bulk of my, the 90% of what I'm trying to send people is the same. Right. I want to check out this new video by my band. Check out this unsigned band that I think would be great for your label or whatever it is. The 10% is my personalized intro or something relating to them. And yeah, there's a lot of cut, copy and paste. And I have had it where I 
mix something up, right? Trying to send something to Blasco. And then instead I sent it to Ash, right? And so Ash gets an email that says, Blasco, hope you had a good time at CatCon, you know, and like, and then I recognize it. And what I will say is I go back and say, hey, man, really sorry about that. Obviously, you know, Ash, that I was just trying to promote, you know, this new band. I think your ears would be great for it. Like, I guess my point is, not every we none of us expect every email to be written, you know, it, like from scratch each and every time you type it. Sure. If you've got the bulk of something, copy and paste is your friend. Um, that said, do try to personalize stuff. And if you screw up, I don't know. You tell me, Blasco. I like it when people screw up and they catch themselves and they apologize for it because that makes them human. And I'd much rather have some human do it than be afraid like, oh, I can't email Mike and tell him that, you know, I meant that for Blasco or vice versa. Mm. So that that's really, yeah, that's a point I wanted to make here. Yeah, it's okay. Mistakes happen. You know, we you pick yourself up and, you know, keep, keep rocking. Um, final number five, don't be afraid to follow up. Blogs get hundreds or thousands of emails a day. It's standard for them to skip over some of them. Don't be afraid to follow up. Many times it takes a couple emails for someone to actually notice you. If they don't respond after the second time, there's a good chance they might not be interested. I mean, this is perfect. And I would say it says there's a good chance. Finalize that with a third, you know, have that be your follow up. Mm -hmm. And after that, you're just being a pain in the ass. But there's nothing worse to me. And you're a busy guy, probably busier than I am. There's nothing worse than when somebody says, well, I didn't send you that email because I know you're busy, right? Yeah. Or I didn't follow up because I know you're busy. Well, yeah, part of me being busy is I might have 63 other things in front of your email. And if you did follow up, it might hit the top of my inbox. So when I wake up in the morning the next day and, and I'm going through stuff, you're there, right? Yeah. But after that second time, if you don't get a response, do you understand probably isn't going to happen and after the third, whatever, you know, it's all good. Just move on to the next. Yeah. I, I think something to consider is that a lot of these independent bloggers or independent radio show guys, this is a passion project and it's in addition to their day job, right? Like them blogging about heavy metal is not paying their mortgage, right? They do something else for that. And then in their off time, in the evenings, on the weekends, they put together this passion project. So if they're a little slow in responding, chances are it's because of that, right? It's because that it's not necessarily that they're overwhelmed. It's just the fact that, you know, there's 40 hours a week that are spent on, you know, paying their bills and then they, you know, carve out X amount of hours to focus on their passion project. So, you know, be considerate of the fact that that is potentially the case. And, um, you know, but don't get discouraged. I mean, look, the whole reason of going back to number one, putting together this hit list is you're not going to nail all of them. Like I didn't right. nail everybody on my hit list. You know, I, 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 I knocked off a few of the top ones and a few of the other ones or whatever, but you know, there was, there was some that didn't respond or weren't interested or whatever no loss. I still, you know, I still released a podcast interview every day this week so far, you know, and, and I, and I grinded for that. And, and um, so, you know, don't get discouraged, you know, make a big list. So, some will work, some won't, some may take more time than others, but um, yeah, but don't, don't be annoying. If they're, if they're not interested, they're not interested. And a lot of times, unfortunately, 
uh, no response is their way of saying that they're not interested, you know, ghosting you, um, which is unfortunate because I would much rather prefer a, Hey, you know what? Got your email. Uh, it's totally not right for what we do, but you know, thanks for listening and, 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 and thanks for reaching out, but you know, it's not a good fit. I would much rather appreciate that than just a straight up no response. No, which, which look, I get that. And that kind of goes back to meeting people where they are. I mean, look, you, if these people are writers and they're spending a lot of time discovering new music and writing about that music and it isn't their day job and it's not paying their mortgage, like they've got to, they've got to figure out what is their best use of time. Right. And so, yeah, I would love a response to every email I sent. I used to pride myself that I, that I did respond to every email. Well, you know what? I get way more of them now. I've got more obligations on my business and I have a family, so I can't do it. There's, you know, sometimes I have to get people in my company to say, yo, respond to that email. That's very important internally. Mm. So I sort of say like, yeah, that yes, we, in an ideal world, we would all be able to pitch things in a perfect way and we would, you know, either get responses or not. And even though this is about blogs and, and again, I think blogs, especially for the developmental artists, it's super important or just validators in general. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's one of those like as a manager and as a, you know, and as a record label owner and, and as a dude that's pitched plenty of record label owners, I've chuckled when I've like gone and pitched a band to someone. Or in fact, the funniest is when I've, when I start managing a band and then we're having a conversation with a guy at a label or a girl at a label and they, they say to that person, well, we emailed you guys like three years ago, you know, <laughs> and lo and behold, owner of label or A&R person goes into their email box. They're like, oh yeah, right here. November 11th, 2015. You guys surely did email us. Hey, and you followed up, you know, in December and you sent one final follow-up in February, you know, and like, yeah, that is what it is. Sometimes it's about people just having the time to, to, you know, or you maybe back then you didn't have enough going on, but I do. I think it's really funny when that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Ah, well, that concludes episode 81. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? No, nah, I just want to say great episode. Thanks for this one. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Loop. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, we want to hear from you guys. So somebody out there, all of you out there, some of you out there, one of you out there, go and rate us and review us. Tell your friends about this podcast and head over to rockabilia.com. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you. We do want to hear what you guys are purchasing. Once again, man, we do this each and every week. We do it for the love of the game. And we're fortunate enough that uh, Rockabilia sees the value in what we do and reaching you guys. And so they support us. So that's that's a really nice nod. Please, if you're in the, in the market for merchandise, it's all officially licensed. So head over to rockabilia.com, PC Jabberjob, 15% off. Last but not least, OuterLoopCoaching.com is a place where you can go and find out more information about specifically tailored courses and programs that we have developed uh, for developing artists as well as aspiring music industry professionals. Uh, Not much else, Blasco. Number 81 in the books, baby. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Good work. Peace. Peace.
Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.